the Small Talk Big Names podcast with your host, Niger. The show where I introduce you to big names, big ideas, and big lessons in the amount of time it will take you to get through Atlanta traffic. Guests will share with us their detours in life and decisions to follow roads less traveled. So if you have a moment, let's get into some small talk. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Small Talk Big News Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Montre. But before I do, I got to tell you where we are. So as most of you know, I love coffee, right? And um, we are in the Starbucks and Little Five Points. And this is probably now my home Starbucks. I walk in, people know my drinks. I don't have to explain it. And you know how complicated my little simple three-ingredient beverages. <laughs> but nonetheless, I, every time I walk in, I always feel like it's my cheers, right? Um, and I'm so excited today to introduce you all to one of the top baristas here at the East Atlanta Starbucks, Mr. Montre. Hey, y'all. What's good? And I reached out to Montre after our conversation with Glamo. Because somewhere in our conversation, Glamour said that the ballroom culture, it's really what um, owned, not owned him, but took care of him and nurtured him when he came down to Atlanta for undergrad. So as I started thinking about it, I did some research online and Montre's picture pulled up. <laughs> so I did a screenshot and I was like, is this you? And he was like, <laughs> yes. And I was like, then I need you to explain ballroom to my audience. So with that said, again, if you're just joining the Small Talk Big Names podcast with your host, Niger, what you're hearing in the background is the workers hard at Starbucks, the baristas, the best in the city. So if you get a chance, check out, definitely come out to East Atlanta's yes. Starbucks. Um, and you are about to have the pleasure of learning more about Montre. So Montre, let's get started. Let's start with an introduction yes. please hello everyone um everybody out there listening um as you heard my name is montre um born and raised from toledo ohio i hail from the midwest wait a minute i gotta stop you <laughs> so i asked anyone who's from the ohio area one question there's yes. only one right answer <laughs> who is your team are you Bengals or browns and there's only one right answer you know what I I don't know if my answer is um, either one because I'm not really into sports. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one. Ooh. See, when I was growing up, the Cleveland Browns was kind of like, that's oh, it. you like the Browns? But I was going to, I'm about to say the Browns. Boom. That's I don't it. know nothing that's about That's the only the team that matters. The Bengals do not matter <laughs> yeah, on the Small Talk News podcast. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, no problem. Um, but yes, I'm from Toledo, Ohio. It's a small city in the um, Ohio area. Um, but, you know, I've always dreamed big regardless. Um, I've always been into art, entertainment, fat, anything pop culture, color. I've just always been attracted to it. Like, I literally, it, I think it was preordained before I was even born like I've always you know was drawn to that so you know um Shout out to Toledo, because Toledo has a lot of talent. You know, it's very small, but I guess with it being a smaller city, you know, you have to work harder to be yes. creative, to stand out, mm -hmm. and to really um, create opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I think that's um, why I was able to, you know, end up being so creative and, mm -hmm. you know, and was really wanting those outlets and um, driving to those outlets because mm -hmm. it wasn't many, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, growing up, you know, like I said, I started off... Um, you know, drawing and doing mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, um, my grandmother had put us in the uh, YMCA. Okay. So going to the YMCA in the inner city, um, it was it was the time of my life. It yeah. was um, you know being around a lot of the kids in the inner city. You know, you were exposed to everything. You, you know had what no mean? choice. So you know, we were out there dance battling. We were out there talking about the hot. You know, watching 106 in Park and coming yeah. back and talk about the hottest music videos and like, being inspired by people like Aaliyah and Missy Elliott and just bust around. You know, all the people who were hot around that time. Yeah. You know. So 
So it was exciting to, you know, just um, that's where my creativity really started. You know what I'm saying? Being exposed to those things. And um, eventually um, I got into dancing. Um, that was my next thing because I always loved dancing, but I didn't know how much I loved it until um, one Christmas my granny brought me, uh, she bought me the DVDs, uh, Honey and You Got Served. Those are the t my two, like, I love those movies. When I watch those movies, I literally watch them like 13 times a day. Like, I literally used to watch them. I'm like, this is my calling, you know? Yeah. So um, after that, I got, you know, on any dance team or drill team that I could, yeah. you know, and um, just started dancing and, you know, expressing that love so like I would say since I was 13 I've yeah. been dancing you know and in the entertainment field you know so from there you know joined the uh, high school dance teams and then I had my own dance team at one point and then um I also uh joined a dance team the hottest one in the city the house of Adonis shout out to the house of Adonis <laughs> yes they um are they are they co competitive? Or are they competitive? Oh yeah! Oh, okay. we used to do um, we used to do tons of competitions. We used to travel, and so that really um, was in, um, just really important in my upbringing because, mm -hmm. um, and like again, being from Toledo and being from a small city, um, you're not exposed to much. So mm -hmm. having those outlets, you know, it's important for cities like that to um, have outlets for kids to see that there's a bigger world out there. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you can get trapped in those small cities because mm -hmm. you don't know that there's nothing else out there. Right. So right. you know, I was able to travel to like Chicago and um, New York city and atlanta you know at you know at, as a teenager mm -hmm. so i knew by the time i got grown that what else was out there you yeah. know what i mean so um so you know just from that you know what i mean um again um i was ready to step out on um on you know on my own and just yeah. start doing everything so by the time i turned 18 and got out of high school i kind of pretty much knew what i wanted to do okay. and i knew that toledo wasn't um going to be the place for it because my creativity and my just ambitions were so big so you know as soon as I could I started thinking of a way out of Atlanta, to get out. out of Ohio yes. yeah so are you an only child I'm not actually okay. I'm the oldest of five a five yeah so oh my um two boys and two girls yes okay. so I'm the oldest and what did your parents do in Toledo um well um just being honest i'm very a very transparent person and that's why i love telling my story so i was pretty much raised by my grandmother okay. um, from the age of seven uh -huh. um you know um my, my me and my father we never had a relationship you know what I'm saying but w which was fine because in, in my case um that never bothered me i guess you can't miss what you never had mm -hmm. you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um and just for me, um, I never really, you know, um, again, it never affected me because to me, the ultimate gift is life. And, you know, the fact that I'm here and I have a consciousness to dream and do and just create what, you know, magic being here. I mean, I, I can't, you know, that 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 can't trump that for me. You know, yeah. I'm here. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. is what it is. So I just use it more so as a, a motivational thing. So, um, you know, but my grandmother, she worked in um, like housing, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So and she still does. So, um, yeah, wow. she worked. Yeah. So, so she took you in at seven. Yes. Did she take all of you in eventually? Um, so let's see. I was the oldest, so I believe she took me in first, and my two brothers. Okay. Yeah, because by that time they were, uh, one was five, I believe, and the other one was maybe th three, maybe okay, two so or three. Okay, so you all are about two to three years apart. Yeah, the boys okay. are, and then the girls, it's a bigger gap. Okay. Because they came later, but. Um, not that much of a gap, but yeah. maybe 10 years, eight years, something like that. Yeah. So they're definitely uh, younger um, than us. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we all, we all kind of spread out evenly, you okay. know, in terms okay. so from the, from the youngest to the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. 
So your grandmother is in, is in housing, mm-hmm. and so she was a big influencer for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, ever since I was born, and she will tell you these stories, um, I always loved my granny. Like, I used to be crying for my granny. Like, you know, when I was young, I always, you know, uh, wanted to be with my granny. So um, we still are that close to this day. Yeah. You know, she's like my best friend, my biggest supporter. Um, she was actually just here in Atlanta for the first time um, uh, two weekends ago. Oh, her first time in the In a? Atlanta, yes. So oh, I, was I know. It was so, like a culture shock so for excited. her. Um, yeah, she loved it. I'm so happy to, for her to see like you know, like the big city, just seeing you know the um, the the, the backdrops and the um, the different events. You know, we did some visiting, like we went to Edgewood and seen like the um, the Martin Luther King you know murals and the um, his house and you know the, mm-hmm. the you park. Did the King tour. Yeah, we yeah. did the tour. We did uh, we went to some different places around the city. I gave them a tour. You know, we kind of drove just drove through the city and oh, that's awesome. I showed them what the different parts was and yeah. you know like this is Buckhead, this is Bank. <laughs> in case you're wondering why it's so different what's the difference yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah okay so we enjoyed it and i yeah. was so glad that she got that that outlet that's amazing yes so tell me about high school you were part of the dance troupe right mm-hmm. with with um, house of adonis yes right and you did a lot of traveling with them yes what did you do in high school though like did you were you in any sports were you in like the choir since oh, you like to sing oh, absolutely yeah um i um Let's see. So the first thing I was on was the band. So yeah, I was, which instrument? I was actually drum major. I was oh, a drum major. Wow! So you really can dance. You gotta oh, know how to dance to be a drum oh, major. Oh, you gotta see. You gotta see my my, my videos. <laughs> I'm gonna see. So I know we still um, developing. You know, just that business relationship. But when I see when I see you my stuff, you will see. But um, yeah, I. Um, I remember the first thing I seen was the band. Remember I told you uh, when I first started dancing, I was on the drill team. Yeah. So um, it was, you know, I already loved the drums and yeah. loved dancing to that. So the band was was a no-brainer. Of so, course, um, yeah. So I uh, joined the um, band um, my freshman year. I was there for, I think I was on the band for maybe a year. And then after that, I switched to dancing because I just realized I just really loved, you know, dancing, like hip-hop, choreography, freestyling, yeah. like all of that. So, um so after that, um, I was in the choir. I definitely was in the choir. Um, I was in, uh, towards the end of high school, I was in the um, drama club. So I did do a couple of musicals um, during school. Um, and yeah, and it was a lot of dancing as well. Yeah. Like I said, because I, I was on two dance teams. I was on my high school dance team and I was on the House of Adonis. House of Adonis. So I was just engulfed in it, you yeah. know, like at a young age. So, yeah. So there's a reality show that's out that, that focuses on a dance troupe, a dance team in Tennessee, no, Mississippi, I think. Is it um, Bring It? Bring It, yes. Yeah. So was that the type of com- the level of so, competition or a type of competing that you all were doing? Now when I was on JJ Express, which was the drill team, um, shout out to uh, Miss Trazan, rest in peace. She was the musical director, and I love her so much because she was tough, just like Miss D was. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so thankful that that was my first taste of um, everything because that really built my foundation. Like you had to be good. Like yeah. this was way before internet. Way be- you had to be good in the yeah. real world you yeah. know back in the yeah. day it wasn't the smoke and mirrors now so yeah. like you know i remember getting on the team and wanting to be in the front wanting because because she was the type of mentor where like she brought the best out of you you know yeah. what i'm saying and 
when she um and you wanted to impress it was like it was like that motherly love like where i want to be proud of you yeah yeah and if you wasn't good she would let you know but if you was good she would let you know just as yeah good you know what i'm saying and it wasn't a constructive way it wasn't like a you know she wasn't attacking it you made bullying. Me, yeah but it, and it made you fight you know yeah. and i remember saying like oh, i'm going to be in the front and i eventually you know was in the front and yeah. you know one of the you know um I, um, yeah, one of the leaders, you know, one of the one of the best ones, you know. Um, after it was all said and done, and um, I'm just just always happy for that because again, it, it just built that foundation of just being determined and being focused and um, just having that drive. And yeah. I'm glad that that was my first taste of yeah. of just getting into this. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Because it just was great fundamentals. So give me like the day in a life of a of a of a dancer with a team like House of Adonis mm -hmm. or currently with Bring It with that with that team, right? Yeah. Like what is tell me about the summers because the way that it's portrayed, it's <laughs> like really grueling. Um it it was. It was um like how hot it is today yeah. we would be like we used to rehearse outside sometime like, okay you know like if the gyms weren't available we would not only about it being available like if we were rehearsing for a parade yeah you need to rehearse in the sun you know what i mean because we're going to be oh, in the yeah, sun you know what i right, mean so right, right. but parade used to be my favorite thing i used to love parades yeah. like i don't know if it's because just all the eyes are on you you know what i'm saying and the walking down the street but i used to love the parades yeah um, that was my favorite thing um it, How many it, hours it used of to practice? Be tough. I, um, I think we used to rehearse for maybe three or four hours. Um, not nothing too long. Yeah. And depending on what it was, if it was a competition, it may have been longer. Like mm -hmm. if we were going to be traveling to like, I remember we traveled the furthest was Florida that I went with them. Um, and we did a competition there and then um, Chicago as well. So those we were rehearsed um, longer and more days. Okay. So instead of it being mm -hmm. longer rehearsal, it just may be more days. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. but it was still a lot of a lot of just doing it over and over again. Yeah, a lot of sweat, right. a yeah. lot of like you know, you know, tension. You yeah. know, but it, but we knew it was for the better, and it ultimately it always paid off. You it know did, what I mean? Yeah. So, and again, the end result was getting on that floor and killing it, and that's you know that's all we wanted to do at the yeah. end of the day. It was you know so fun. So um so yeah, it so, was it was great. So in high school, you essentially were involved in all of the artistic programs that they had. Absolutely. Dance, Anything drill I could, team, yes. theater, band. And then um, eventually, um, so like I said, it's always just cracking open that just, oh my God, like those awakenings of yourself. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I realized um, I always loved fashion as well. Okay. Like, like, when I say when I was young, how I used to sketch and stuff all the time, I was into art first. I literally still have all of my art and like all my fashion sketches. That was my, I would say was my first dream. Like I remember drawing, I still literally have like my little mock collections, like in little like the plastic envelopes and binders. I, they're literally some from 2005. Wow. And I've preserved those and I'm going to share those in a special way um, yeah. soon. Um, but um yeah, I, I still have those. I've always loved all forms of art. So mm -hmm. I've always been touching on stuff. So in high school, the reason why I brought that up is mm -hmm. because um, I also started getting into fashion design, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, stuff mm -hmm. like that. I've always loved fashion. But mm -hmm. um, for my senior, no, my junior talent show, I believe it was my junior year, I did two performances. I did a fashion show and I did a dance performance okay. that, that I had choreographed with two of my friends. So I got to show like both of my sides, you yeah. know, stuff. So like towards like the end of high school and out of high school, like that 18 to 20, um, age 
um, I was still dancing and stuff, but um, now I was more so working on my, my brand and what I wanted to do. So I had my own dance team, and then I started doing like hair shows and fashion shows where I was doing everything, the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the choreography. And a lot of the times I was still performing in it too because yeah. I, I had to hit the stage, you know. So I, <laughs> that was the, you know, I love to hit the stage. So yeah. I would do it all. We would be rehearsing in my granny garage. Like, I'm telling you. So um, it was so fun. I just always stayed. It's just a part of your I, life. Yeah. You just hear always you think you think in color absolutely yeah absolutely okay so we so we graduate from high school mm -hmm. um you're at a decision point yes. right oh my so let's God. talk about it on the other side hey if you're just joining it's a small talk big names podcast with your host Nijer. um you are lucky because today you get to hear from Montre, who's really i've asked him to introduce us to the ballroom culture and yes. and what that is and all the pieces and I mean I'm excited that you said House of Adonis because my sister was like asking what house he's with right mm -hmm. and I so from that being like your early onset definitely have a lot more questions to go Absolutely. don't touch that dial we'll see you on the other side there are lots of teddy bears but only one Teddy Ruxpin hi my name is Teddy Ruxpin hi Teddy your friend is what I'd like to He's be. Alive. How does he do that? He's a magic bear. One day we found an He's old treasure map. The treasure was bear. supposed to be my friend Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin comes with storybook and cassette. Other stories sold separately. Batteries not included. Hey, and welcome back to the Small Talk Big News Podcast with your hosting, Sharon. Today, I'm excited because we're shooting on location. I get to say that, right? Like, yes. we're shooting on location <laughs> at the Starbucks in East Atlanta Village. I'm here with Montre, who's one of the top baristas at this location. Hey, I got to hey. be honest with you. Most people are here, right? I think yeah. you all kind of had no choice but to be really good because mm -hmm. this is a... People can get aggressive here. Let me oh, just say oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen. And it's a high traffic area. It, it is. Yeah. Little Pop. And it's crazy because I think we're the busiest cafe store in the district. Really? If I'm not, yeah. So not the ones with drive through but the yeah. ones that's just a, walk, a cafe alone yeah. Yeah, and sales. Oh, wow. So so y'all have to be on top top. Oh, my God. Even when you're having a bad day, your bad day is a good day, right? You, you'll present as a good day. Yes, yeah, yes, there we yes. go. <laughs> so if you're just joining, um, Montre has taken us from um, being a loyal Cleveland Browns fan, as I am. <laughs> Thank you for that, because had you said the Bengals, we would have canceled this interview. You know, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you one thing about them. Is it the Bengals? Yeah. I don't even know the names. That's, so that <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And we've learned you're from Toledo, Ohio. Yes. Small, yes. cute, Midwestern town. Mm -hmm. And you've done a lot. You've done a lot in the, in the arts. Yes. And yes. It, it sounds like your grandmother really fostered and encouraged you to just continue to think in color and move through life freely. Would that be fair? Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, coming up, I mean... It, it definitely was that, but at the same time, just being honest, you know, um, a lot of my dreams, you know, were um, were unfamiliar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, especially within the black household. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm talking about you know pursuing dance and mm -hmm. fashion and you know as so, a young man. Exactly. You know, where most people, you know, at that age, you know, they're doing. You know, I'm going to college. I'm mm -hmm. I want to be a doctor. You know, mm -hmm. and so for me, um, it's I had to really show people mm -hmm. um, my dreams instead of telling them because mm -hmm. they couldn't. I see really had the vision and mm -hmm. I knew that I could do it and mm -hmm. I really believed it you know mm -hmm. it was just like it was just un undeniable you know yeah. what I mean so I had so much faith and you know um it was so many things that encouraged me you yeah. know um you know from just just from there being a lack of you know um 
I would say, an uh, inspiration directly to what I want to do. You know, want, so me wanting to become that for somebody. Like, yeah. you know, that was part of my motivation, too. So, you know. Um, so you're saying not having those examples around you. Yeah, exactly. Kind of propelled you to so be, that you could so be, be an one. example for others. Exactly. Because. What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So what was it? Um, what, did you face any sort of challenges in the Midwest, right? Like, or in, t- in your hometown where people kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say um, absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't know if I want to say challenges because for me, I look at those or any as, adversity. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would definitely say because for me, I'm like, you know, being gay. You know, what I'm saying young and um, especially in uh, Toledo, Ohio, like a small city, predominantly black. You know what I mean? That is the hardest thing. You know what I mean to be in. You know what I'm saying? But I think what helped for me is I always was myself even just through it all not that I was trying to be I just was myself you know I wasn't forcing myself on anyone I wasn't forcing uh, forcing my anything my sexuality anything on someone I was just oh that's Montrey he's who dope and who artistic and they people loved me so much for that that they just respected me and they they didn't bother me because of that because I I respected them as well you know I didn't I was just cool, you know yeah. what I mean. I just I wasn't the type that forced myself on you this and that. Yeah. I was so engulfed in my art, like that's what I lived for. Yeah. So I wasn't. I didn't care to be hanging out with everybody. You didn't have the time to calculate. Yeah. Someone's if we was cool, yeah. we was cool. But yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. Of course, I dealt with the, you know, um, the you know being called slurs here mm-hmm. or there. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying um, in d- different situations. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't deal with it a lot, probably mm-hmm. because. I didn't put myself in situations where I wasn't wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of like where we kind of break our own hearts sometimes mm-hmm. because sometimes it's not about discrimination. You know, sometimes we all have our spaces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and so, you know, in any adversity, I kind of also took that as motivation. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I am that, but I'm going to be the best one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever they threw at me, I just felt like I wanted to take that and be the best one that it was. So wh- yeah. whatever they called me, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, watch. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's kind of how I looked at it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let it like take me over and make me feel like a victim or like that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Because I, I felt like. I'm like, but my, my, my talent is so good. I love this. Like, it, it, that can't stop this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. No, I like how you say um, that's where we break our own hearts. I think yeah. that's really strong. Um, yeah. And, and I, think, I think what some people would agree to is you didn't lead with your sexuality. Exactly. So it was almost, you know, if, if, if whatever the issue is, it's not because, like you said, I'm not forcing it on you. I'm mm-hmm. not making you agree or disagree. I'm not leading with that. Exactly. I'm leading with my artistry. I'm leading with my creativity. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's really, really not even up for discussion. Anyway, it's yeah. really none of nobody's business. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. So that's why it's like, even that sometimes it's so much of a conversation, it's, it's be mind-blowing because it's yeah. like, you know, that has nothing. We're not discussing anything that has to do with that because, you know, that I'm not here for that with you. You right. know what I mean? So, right. Um, right. so yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're wearing a shirt today. Who's on your shirt? <laughs> uh, I am actually wearing a Aaliyah shirt, yeah. um, which is so funny. Um, like most people, I feel like in the early 2000s, Aaliyah was like my first love, my oh, first yeah. celebrity crush, love, just 
inspiration. Yeah. I loved of Love Aaliyah. Like I still remember the day I found out that she had passed. I remember walking vividly into the kitchen and seeing it on the news, and just was just stopped, just broken, froze. Yeah. Like like I didn't know what to believe, you yeah. know, or what to feel at that moment. I just remember just being numb and just being, you know, just froze. Um, but I still celebrate her and yeah. always still play her music. She's still an inspiration to me. I still watch her music videos. I'm wearing her shirt today, so you know, um, I love her story because it's a yeah. testament to um, none of us will be here forever, mm -hmm. but it's about leaving something here that will last forever, yeah. that will outlive you because she's very much alive today. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she's still here, just mm -hmm. she's just not here in the physical. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, she's always been a inspiration and still yeah. is. All right, so I asked you this question a while ago. First of all, let me give just some background on how long I've known Montre. I was at the Starbucks. Um, on Ponce. Ponce. Yeah, yeah, Ponce City. And um, I was talking to then uh, the manager, and we were just kind of having a casual conversation. Mm -hmm. And you walked in for your first, for your interview. That is so crazy, yeah. And you never saw me, of course. I mean, why would you? You were just so focused. You were head in, walked in for your interview, and that was the first time that I ever saw you. Wow. And then the next time I went back, you were behind the bar going through your training. Yes. That was however many years ago, right? Yeah. Um, but, but I would like us to... I want you to answer this question for the audience, and I've asked you this before. Okay. Monica or Brandy? Now, before you answer, you know that this show is filmed in the A. Now, and that doesn't mean that there's only one right answer, but yes. in this case, oh you got God. two really strong choices yes. there. But I, I, I and, have and an you answer say the for wrong that. one. I don't know. All right, who is it, Monica or Brandy? I have to say Brandy. Tell me why. Well, oh my God. First of all, I love both of them like I love Monica I actually um I actually got to perform for Monica one time yeah but you said Brandy but see you should have said you should have said but, Monica but you said Brandy <laughs> well I guess for me um musically they both have hits you know what oh, I mean absolutely. that's undeniable yeah. like they go neck for neck I oh, mean yeah. I guess for me with Brandy she was just a little more um in my childhood from like being in the black cinderella and just being in the films and oh, the yeah. shows, and the shows yeah. versus veronica it was just music, music yep. and i appreciated that yeah. absolutely but for me i remember you know i have memories of watching you, Moesha, in love with exactly. you know what i mean and yeah. then, then she had the music and then the black cinderella you know yeah. what i mean and she's hilarious she is pretty oh funny. my gosh she is so funny so um and she's got ray j and, Oh, you didn't want to add that, huh? Yeah. Okay, I'm not so a fan let's of Ray just, J, but <laughs> let's just okay. So let's just talk about just the music then. But the music, that's a tough one. Now, now it's oh apples God. to apples. Oh my as, God. as we hear, bye bye in the back. <laughs> <laughs> music brought to us by East Atlanta Village Starbucks. I would have to say, oh, that is so hard. That yeah. is so hard because I mean. I'm a, I'm gonna give Brandy the edge just a little bit. How much? Is an I edge? almost want to say I can't pick, but I'm gonna give Brandy an edge just a little bit. Okay. So Only who, because uh -huh. it's a couple songs that just touch my soul from her. Like uh, her, her stuff is like great. broken hearted. Oh my God! Not the Wanye version. Not the version with just her. Just it like literally like, you know, she says life is not over. I can start again. Like sometimes I really need to I go back you need to this reminder. day and it's just yeah. like, man, right. You know, it's not over. You can yeah. start again. And like, so, you know, I guess I just, you know, but don't get me wrong. Monica got, I mean, knock, knock. Monica, I know you listen so to the gone. show. I know you listen to the show, Monica. Yeah, my, I still listen, got your back. I love both Montre of y'all. does not have your back. 
just putting it out there. <laughs> no, I love both of these. No, queens. they're amazing. Like, I mean, you could choose. You could win with any with either. That's from what I was gonna day. say. Honestly, I can't pick. When it comes to the music, I can't pick. Yeah. They, they both have songs that I, I love. And you know what? I what I appreciated that they did. The boy is mine. Oh, absolutely. I think that together with them collaborating on that, they that song. They and did I an amazing it. job, and I, the video was beautifully done. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we need more collabs like that. I think we're in the day and age like where people are so busy about like me, 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 and not wanting to come together. I feel like. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think around that time they weren't even on the best of terms. I think that I think maybe but the media still, had something to do with that because oh, there, there always has to be some sort of rivalry. Fight. Oh, rivalry, my, exactly. My, 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 you know, uh, person I like, you know, it's better than yours. Like, you know, the celebrity Mine I is like, better than yours. But it's just yeah. like they both were amazing. I wish oh, we could gosh, bring yeah. that type of representation back where yeah. it was just clean, you know, just black, beautiful women, yeah. um, you know, uh, that could across all genres and ages Absolutely. and that was still tasteful yeah. you know what I mean so um, I loved it I, yeah. we, we need that back yeah but but without Ray J is what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay, we'll move on to the next topic. <laughs> All right. So so you're in high school. You graduate from high school. Yes. You're at a decision point. Oh my God. Yes. Now now you're this butterfly, mm-hmm. right? You've touched every sort of artistic bone in in Toledo. Yes. I, I'm sure you've been to every venue, every event. Everyone knew you. At some point, yeah. you kind of do the calculation. You realize that you've outgrown the fishbowl. Yes. Right. Because yes. all eyes are on you. Because it's a small town, mm-hmm. and you're a guy who's saying, "I want to be a dancer." Absolutely. You know, Granny. Um, I want to be a dancer. So you had a decision point. What were you thinking? So a lot of people don't know this, um, but I actually exclusive. Yes, I <laughs> I had attempted to move to Atlanta actually um, when, right when I was eighteen. So the dancing that I was on, um, two of the guys had moved to Atlanta a little bit before me. So they were like, "Oh, what you doing when you graduate? You know, you should come down. You could stay with us or whatever." And I went down there for like two weeks and it just didn't work out. It just wasn't the right time, you sure. know what I mean? Um, and um, so I went right back to Toledo, mm-hmm. um, which was important because in these two years before I turned 20, it was just a lot of just like long nights, you know, um, just being up on YouTube, just being inspired, finding inspiration, finding myself, finding my identity. Um, just, just um, And also at this time, I knew that um, I started developing uh, a yearn for performing as an artist now and creating okay. music because I've always loved music. Like, I mean, I'm talking about I would be in sixth, seventh grade listening to oldies. Yeah. You know. And did your granny listen to oldies? Absolutely. So yeah. of course, you know, she was inspiration. My granddad, yeah. you know, and I've always been an old soul. So I always uh, talked and hung out with older people. Like, and they always embraced me. You know, at a young age. Well, in whatever situation I was in, so um, a lot of inspiration from that, and um, I just good music is good music, you yeah. know, regardless of you know when you were introduced to it. So, right. you know, I just always loved music, and so um, towards the end of me, you know, um, approaching twenty, I realized like, you know, I I want to be an artist, like, yeah. And so that was um, I didn't tell anybody that though okay. in Toledo, like maybe one or two people, but. I would literally just be in my room and just download instrumentals and just write and I still have those notebooks from 2012. I can't believe it's almost it's 10 years now. Yeah, those yeah. are literally 10 years um old. And for me um I, I, the, the vision that I have for myself, which has long been out now, you know, I seen it then. Yeah. And I'm like, but this isn't the place that's going to. It's just not going to be it's the not place. The setting. Not even just to accept it, but just for the opportunity. Like yeah. if they if they did accept it, it's still I still, still would have had to leave there. for yeah. opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And how hard I was ready to go. I'm like, I need to go <laughs> where it's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not in vain. So. So where was your mom in all of this? Um. 
So my mother, um, she was still in and out, you okay. know, of, of um, she always still kind of like stayed with us, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, she had her issues, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and so she was still in our lives, sure. but she just didn't take care of us, if sure. that makes sense. You know your what I'm saying? Your but, granny and grandpa stepped up. Well, just my granny. Okay. Just yeah, just granny. my granny. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But my mother is doing amazing now. And yeah. I'm so, so proud of that. Yeah, she's Shout doing out. amazing right now. Yeah. And um, and she's doing well. Yeah. yeah she's taking care of herself. Like That's she's awesome. in a, has her own place, car, all of that type of stuff, works consistently. You know what I'm saying? So um, sometimes, you know, some people have their, their demons and, you know, um, it takes time to, you know, yeah. um, to, you know, get them. Um, yeah, under they, control, they, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she's doing amazing now, so oh, I'm happy awesome. to see that. Yeah. Yes, I'm happy to see that. So, um, so yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? You knew you knew Toledo would not give you what you needed. Yes. Yeah, so, so it let took me you just two cut years? straight <laughs> to kind of figure something out because I'm all, I'm also I'm, uh. I'm I'm living with my grand. You know, so at me even saying I want to move to Toledo, they like, oh no, and you know, again yeah. with small cities and small minds, unfortunately. So yeah. it was like they come from a place of fear, you know. Yeah. So it was a lot of like, you sure you want to go, or uh, like you gonna go to that big you city? From, yeah, and uh, uh, but out of love and protection for um, you, right? Yeah, but I also feel like some people put their limitations on you. Oh, just absolutely. being honest, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because I wasn't scared, you know yeah. what I mean? But mm-hmm. and um, so that's why sometimes you have to really hold on to your dream and your vision. You know what I'm saying? And firm. it was just a series of things that really pushed me that I seen that I was like, okay, I gotta go. You know what yeah. I mean? Because by 19, almost by the be 20 I'm like I have it was burning so bad I'm mm-hmm. like I have to figure out a way to get out of Ohio mm-hmm. so I'll never forget I was sitting down watching the VMAs and um Frank Ocean was performing uh thinking about you um you know it was real popular in that uh, year so for some reason when I was sitting on the couch when he performed it I remember he had like a moonlight behind him and it was just very like serene and something in that hit me and I'm like Oh my God! I'm like I gotta go, and I know what I'm doing. I'm going to school, so wow. I was like, I was uh, so I was like, I'm about to go to school. That way, to my, you know, my family, you know what I'm saying, or my granny, you know what I'm saying. Um, it's like okay, she would feel good about me knowing I'm going to school, and it has student housing and stuff like that. You're, it's a so protected, she can kind of feel like okay, versus me just maybe moving up there with some friends, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I'm like, this would be the way to kind of like comfort them and me leaving, but I'm like. I had good intentions, you know, I'm like, I was going with the idea of finishing, but I'm like, this still would be my stepping stone yeah. if it if it doesn't. Yeah. And so, um, I, so I want to give a shout out to Frank Ocean, because Frank yes. Ocean sent you to college, is what you're saying. You know, yeah. It, like the light bulb <laughs> like went off. It's like the Frank Ocean scholarship. It was, it was like, he sung it so serene, and it was just... It was just like a light bulb yeah. went off in that moment. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. So, um, so I started applying. My first dream was to live in New York. Okay. It, like, I was dying to go to New York. But how I ended up going to Atlanta is it was between the Art Institute of New York or Atlanta. But the New York one didn't have student housing. Oh, okay. But Atlanta did. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I had been to Atlanta before. And I knew a couple of people down there. Because I had been to a couple like dance conventions down there. I was still traveling to Atlanta, too, like mm-hmm. in those years. Like I had went to a couple of dance conventions um, during that time. And I had some friends down there. So it just kind of made sense mm-hmm. to go there at that time so that's where i ended up going um and the rest is history you know so it was yeah the rest is history um and 
I needed those two years to prepare for me to come because when I came when I was 20, oh, I was ready. I knew yeah. who I was, what I wanted to say, and how I wanted to say it. And um, and I know we uh, definitely want to touch on ballroom, yeah. so I kind of, I definitely don't want to skip over this. In me, in this hibernation phase, this cocoon phase of between 18 and 20, um, when I said I was on YouTube and I would be up, when I tell you it was some days my granny would come like, you still up? Like, I would be up just, just engulfed in stuff, just being just inspired, discovering in. new artists, discovering yeah. people, and like, um, one of those main things that I discovered was um, Paris is Burning. And I don't know if you're familiar with that no, documentary. Please. Oh my God. You, we'll, we'll chat about that. I'll yeah. make sure you, you watch that. But Paris is Burning is a documentary that was filmed in the late 80s and early 90s. The show Pose is actually a dramatization of that documentary. Okay. So in the documentary, there's literally, this is raw footage of real kings and queens of the original ballroom scene uh -huh. in New York going to the balls and they pick so many of them to you know tell their stories you know what I'm saying okay. but they go to the balls they have actual footage they tell you like what the lingo mean what the categories is like mm. where so it, was, it was very educational oh it's so so like when I found this in conjunction with um because because in let me pause that right there yeah. during this time I was still trying to find like what what to call myself because if um you never seen me i don't think outside of uh work fully no, i know you've seen that picture yeah but mm -hmm. my style was very you know i've always been into just you know fashion and art and i was fearless so mm -hmm. you know i wore makeup you know uh, um or wear makeup mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm um, gender being i'm just very artsy and i and i knew for me it wasn't really coming from a place of like me wanting to be a man or a woman it was just like a, a expression you know what i mean of just art and the pop culture and the stuff that i love so i remember i was on wikipedia you know wikipedia got everything and um i uh stumbled upon the term androgynous mm -hmm. so when i when i seen that term it said displaying both uh male and feminine uh, or female characteristics i'm like that's what i feel like i am like i'm just like a blend of both so in me just discovering that, then I discovered the documentary and then I discovered artists like Jonte, um, which I want to elaborate on too, because he's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, but you know, uh, again, Paris is burning. It just, it, it let me know like, wow, like there's people not only that have done it, they've lived it. This is years ago. So how could I be scared of anything? Yeah. These are people who've done this 20 years ago. Yeah. So if anything, that inspired me to carry the torch and just be something to live in that truth. Like these people die. A lot of these people is so sad and it's so dear to my heart because a lot of these people in the documentary, um, a lot of them have passed. Yeah. You know, they passed in the 90s, right? Some people right after the documentary came out. Mm. I think some during, before it came out, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's such an it's like the, they call it the ballroom bible and it really is because, the ballroom bible yes if you need to learn anything like the term they use that's so it's so funny how stuff like the word shade and old read uh, old read and all of that when you watch Paris is Burning this is literally the lingo this all stems from that in that era and it's so funny how now it's straight people say it like it's nothing yeah. you know like shade oh she shade and it's so funny because this is stuff that you know again the balls were created for us to come and express ourselves and to um just be just be us proudly you know yeah. with, with no limitations and so um that 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 was so important to me just again just discovering who i was and just my purpose and you know um and why I'm here, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's why when I came to Atlanta, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and how I, wanna, how I wanted to represent, yeah. you know what I'm saying, myself and just my community, you know yeah. what I mean? 
Wow. Okay, so Frank Ocean, <laughs> it was more it was bigger than Frank Ocean. Yeah, he was yeah. just kinda like a like that he night. Was a light spark. Bulb, yeah. yeah, but I had already kind of uh, it was just it was a lot brewing in the pot. It, there you go. Yeah. It was a lot brewing so in the pot. So how how did Granny take it? Um, me moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, she to go to college. I mean, she was happy for me to be moving, but she was definitely sad because again, yeah. we were really close, and yeah. she definitely cried, and it was sad. You know what I'm did saying? Did you cry, Montreal? Um, I didn't cry when I left. Yeah. Um, I think I cried once when I came back in town, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I had to, I had to swallow that because it was just like, again, like. Now I can look back and say, you know, that I, it was just really a calling over my life. I really believe that because it's like certain situations, like, you know how your intuition just still tells you, like, you got to keep going, though. Like, it's bi- this is bigger than me. It's bigger you know than this I mean? moment, right? Exactly. So um, it was definitely sad. But I yeah. knew that this don't mean that we're not going to see each other. And it you know what I'm saying? It should be sad. I mean, as close as you all were, yeah. like, it should hurt. And I was, the, you know, the first one leaving the nest and, you know, I was the oldest and, you know, I, so of course, you know, the oldest always helps out a lot. And, you know, we were close. We went shopping together. We would go, you know, I would go with her shoe shopping. We would go to the furniture store and just, look, you know, window shop or, or buy She was your stuff. plus one. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, so of course that hurt, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, Thank God for technology, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, to we... stay connected. Yeah, exactly. So how did your siblings take it? Um, That's a big move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... Some of them were still so young. I don't think it kind of really affected them like that. Um, I don't think they were really sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they were more so, like, you know, um, supportive of it. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they knew what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it. So I think, you know, knowing that I'm going there for that, I think, you know, especially, like, fast forward to now... I think it's definitely an inspiration just to see, like, you know, he went there, he did it, and he, you know, accomplished And he's things. doing it well. Yeah. So uh, So tell me about your first day at Atlanta Art, at Art Institute of Atlanta. Oh, my God. It was so, so exciting. I remember, like, it was yesterday. Um, so uh, we stayed in Decatur. It was, like, right – it was – not deep in Decatur, but it was right up the street from like uh, Avondale. I'll never forget it was the Jackson Square apartments. And uh, so our student housing was actually in regular apartments. They okay. were just, you know, off campus. So um, I remember um, getting dressed, you know what I'm saying? Getting slayed, you know, face beat, outfit, everything. And um, I remember just going there and immediately meeting people that I'm still cool with to, the, to this day, you yeah. know, that are close friends, that are um, associates, um, some that are fashion designers, some that are dancers. I've danced with them. I, you know, it's, this is people who I still am connected with. And it just felt so good, one, to just be in a place of new, you know what I mean? So it's like every step you take, it's something new it's a new chapter being written and so you know um just being able to be free and just feel like okay i can really dress how i want to i can yeah. like in public you know um i mean in toledo i still did but it was kind of like a a time and a place thing like yeah. um okay we're going to the hair show we're going to the fashion show we're going to the club then over there but just being able to walk out my door day to day and just, just feel to get the mail comfortable, to go to target you know what i mean yeah. it just felt good um because again I mean, I'm in a big city now where don't nobody even know me, one. And plus, two, I know I'm in a city that's more forward, so I didn't feel like, you know what I mean, um, apprehensive about it, you know what I mean? Or I felt less apprehensive, I would say, um, or, or not at all, yeah. you know? So um, it was great. I just remember just, you know, it being sunny. I remember it being, because um, I, 
I started in July. Mm-hmm. So I think this year would make it nine years. Mm-hmm. July coming up. Yeah, actually in a couple of days. I think July 9th was like my first day, if I'm not mistaken. So it's about to be nine years that I first moved here. And um, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I have no complaints. I mean, um, you know, I learned a lot. You know, even though I didn't finish it, um, I, I still keep those things that are, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying, that I did learn. You know what I'm saying? Um and still, again, like I said, kept those connections that I'm you know, people I'm still cool with today that I have worked with. So um, it was, it served this. I believe it served this purpose. Did anything surprise you about Atlanta when you when you made the move, or was anything kind of like a would never have expected that? Mm, I can't. I don't think it was really. I don't think it was nothing that surprised me. Maybe. <laughs> mm, the only thing I would say maybe is like some people are more um, here they're definitely more aggressive in terms of like uh, dating or you know stuff like that or you know being sexually free mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that was kind of a little more that was a little surprising because again you know coming from a small city you know it's kind of like people like to you know creep and tiptoe you know but um <laughs> but here you know would it be in a big city it was like a, oh my god so just I guess seeing like um some of that but to be honest with me being in a new city i was just so ready to be here that nothing surprised me i was more so excited yeah. to see it all you know what i mean so yeah i was i can't say nothing really surprised me you yeah. know what i mean but i definitely was just happy to be here and just be like oh my god like you know i'm here and let's do this it's an adventure yeah. yeah like what's what's next yeah so how much how many years did you put in at art institute so i was there for a year and a half um yeah, I was there for a year and a half, but by this point, remember I told you that um, I was, um, I had already still been, you know, writing my music and yeah. just secretly just plotting and just like, okay, plotting. I cannot wait, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, once I, uh, I would say like a year and a half in, I just started realizing, number one, this is right on the cusp of social media, you know, coming up, like really becoming a part of just business. This is literally right at that same time so like for me i just really sat back and was like for what i want to do and you know it's always something coming from a movie or if you really listen the universe <laughs> is answering your questions <laughs> so it's all in the arts it's, it's all literally, in the arts it's always, yeah. so i was watching sister act two okay okay shout out. <laughs> okay whoopi i love sister I was, act no it's, uh, listen especially the second one with lauren hill with lauren and everybody hill, yeah. oh my god so um, I was watching that, and I remember she told her she was like, she was like, "Girl, if um, if all you do is think about singing when you first then you supposed to sing." And I don't sing, I, I rap, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But in the same context, it was just like, you know how you be asking for a sign, and just you just see it in a di- weirdest way. So I was watching that, and. I had this burning desire already at that time and then like at this time I'm still pursuing um, dance as well but in conjunction with me doing that you know what I'm saying and just kind of seeing how that's going which I'll elaborate later um, but um, I just realized that like what I really wanted to do I just didn't need school for it just being honest you know um, and I'm kind of a go-getter just just the sitting in class and I'm, I'm sorry some depending on what you going to school for is definitely important but for me you know being an artist and um some of those things i'm like this this is they, literally i'm wasting my time they weren't relevant so what did you go to, what did you what were you studying i was going for fashion design okay so of course i love the fashion yeah, classes yeah. but doing basic math i ain't got time for it you know what i mean just being honest like some of that stuff i'm like i want to learn directly to my 
my my. You want to get in? You want to deal with fabrics? What I'm, yeah. what I came to learn, yeah. you know, and I just seen it right through it. I'm like, y'all not. These y'all trying to make up a curriculum just to say y'all got one and we paying eighty thousand dollars? Like, no, it needs to really be something. I remember one time I came into class, <laughs> and um, I forget what class. I want to say it was English or something, but we came in and the teacher had put like a little pile of candy in front of like each um each seat and was like you know come come pick a thing and she did some type of demonstration with candy and i'm like i'm not doing this <laughs> i'm like this is like this is like kinder i'm not doing this right now we're in college like if i'm gonna be getting up in these four hour classes this can't be what we doing you know so and at, like i said i'm and with me knowing now i'm in a city where i can just pretty much go get it I was like, I don't need to waste my time. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I think it served us. It, it got to a point where it was like agony just sitting in those rooms and just like, oh my God, like just, just it just felt, it, I, I couldn't deal with it no more. So yeah. I was just like, I had to figure it out, but that's when the, the real journey started, you know, right. so. Let's talk about that on the other side. Hey, if you're just joining us, the Small Talk Babies podcast with your host, Nishere. I'm here with Montre. Well, he's taken us from 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 Toledo, y'all. She, he he yes, is a Browns story. fan. <laughs> he's now made his way to the A. Looking forward to kind of that decision point, right? Because yes. I think I think what you're saying makes sense, and a lot of students experience that, especially if you're going for something that's very very specific, as yeah. opposed to more so liberal arts. Um, and other um, fields of study, yes. something like fashion, you're expecting from day one, where yes. are my sewing shears, where, where's my thread, exactly. where's my, um, so I completely get that. Yeah. So listen, on the other side, we're going to talk about that decision point. Yes. And don't read that dial. If you have love questions, we have your answer. The ex-boyfriend is whispering sweet nothings in your ear right now, isn't he? <laughs> Uh-huh. He had some outside interests that really conflicted with the relationship itself. Yes, he had somebody on the side. Did you think that you were pregnant a couple of months back? Yes. You were, but you lost it, correct? Yeah. Don't let sex be the thing that wants to take you back to a familiar place. Okay. The ex is much better than the present one, you know. <laughs> Did your face get hot? She got yes. embarrassed. She had to go get something for drink. But <laughs> <laughs> if you want him to believe that it's over, then you got to stop accepting the booty calls at 2 a.m. in the morning. You understand? Yeah. I also see another individual who is older than you that is willing to help you financially. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Because that individual also happens to be very married, correct? Correct. Your reading will amaze you. Call now and try it for free. Call 1-800-595-4453. Hi, and welcome back to the Small Talk Big Names Podcast with your host, Nijer. If you're just joining, I'm here with Montre. Montre of Toledo, right? Yes. Montre of House of Adonis. Let's go. All right. And so, you listen, if you're just joining again, Montre is now in Atlanta, attending the Art Institute of Atlanta, and wondering why the teacher has put candy on our desk, and this is supposed <laughs> to be a language art class, right? <laughs> um, before we go into your decision to leave yes. Art Institute, what are your socials? How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, I made it pretty easy. Um, everything is at Montre Official um, on all, so from YouTube to Instagram. Um, I also have my website. If you go to my Instagram, that can link you to like, um, you know, my Spotify, my SoundCloud, like, you know, everything music. Um, you can, you know, read my bio on there. You can, you know, get quick links to my music videos and everything and some of my press that I've had. So, um, so yeah, but I would say I'm most active on Instagram. So if you want to see the latest and the greatest from Montre, definitely follow me on Montre Official. 
Perfect. So he's made it easy for y'all. Montre official. Don't <laughs> and, and M O N T R E. Yes. Don't listen. There's no Y. There's no other silent letters. M O N T R E. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> official. Followed by official. <laughs> All right. So you decide to leave Art Institute. Why? We no. know the why. Yes. But what what did you have planned? What before you even withdrew? Like what was in your mind? So at this point, um, like I said, I had a you know a couple connections like with dancing. So um, still with the music, I'm like again, it's still something that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? But this is where I say like the everything. When I look back over my life, I just have so much gratitude because it's just funny how stuff happens in so many ways. It's that sister act. It's such a good <laughs> series. No, seriously. And so it's like it's always something because like it's just like stuff fits like puzzle pieces in the weirdest way. And this is why they always say, um, you know, when stuff happened, stuff happened for a reason. I truly believe that um, because when I left, um, you know, like I said, I've been still been pursuing dance, you know, so um, at this point, um, I was still mainly doing dance because that's what I was so familiar with. Nobody knew me as an artist. Yet. I had never performed as a rapper yet or anything like that. So, um, so I'm still going to like, you know, I'm doing dance showcases, you know, so now I'm just more so honing on my dancing. And so um, that was my main outlet at the time. So, you know, I'm going to auditions, I'm, I'm, you know, going to dance classes, I'm still going to like the dance conventions, you know, performing here and there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I knew that, that at the time I was still pursuing that, thinking that, you know, that's what I mainly wanted to do. So now this is where, the music really comes into play because now by this point you know i started running into the whole like you know we're dancing the whole masculine feminine thing and stuff like that and me i'm very expressive uh, especially at this time and who i was um in my style of dress and everything i won't say that i was the most feminine uh in my mannerisms per se but the way i dressed was very like i said androgynous gender bending so you know you know, at that time, you know, um, you know, I was very rebellious and I'm like, you know, this is how I want to look and feel while I'm dancing. You yeah. know what I mean? So in that professional setting, I'm like, you know what? After, you know, like I've had someone tell me, you know, saying before, like, you know, because I didn't get picked one time at this convention and I know. I was killing it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I asked him like, you know, like why why didn't I get picked or whatever? Um, you know, like what can I work on? And he, and he told me, he was like, to be honest, like it's not, it, it wasn't your dance, you know what I mean? It was, you know, um, your your presentation and like, you know what I'm saying, in this business, you know, the, the guys, matter of fact, now that I'm speaking of this, um, I remember him, I remember the, that, that same choreographer getting on the, the, the mic and it's for the whole convention to hear and, and was saying like hey uh basically in this business you know men we want men to be men and women to be women you know what i mean so that's cool but number one this is a convention people pay their money and i'm all for the tough luck because i can take it but you but everybody can't so like this is where stuff started breeding you know my whole thing with my music and, and it was like you know what i want to be i want to be an artist that you know any dancer can come to and it's just based on your talent you know what i mean and it's not about whether you the skinny girl the fat girl the black the white the, the straight the gay the feminine the masculine like so i'm like you know what that was an example of a few different run-ins i had in the mm. you know professional world i'm like you know what that's my story right there you know i love music i love dancing and entertaining put those two together you know and be this this artist and be a a, a vessel and a doorway for 
anybody to be mm-hmm. to come through, and it's just based on your talent mm-hmm. and your soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, it was. I could take it, but mm-hmm. it was. I, I've seen a couple of girls in there who was more masculine, and a couple of guys who were, mm-hmm. and so I felt like. I wonder how they felt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they probably, you know, they probably gave up in that in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying or anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I said, I'm not. Yeah. You so know what I mean? It's almost like uh, that. It was a judge, I'm assuming. No, he was the choreographer teaching. It's it's almost like the the choreographer kind of um, released your freedom, right? Maybe um, maybe you needed permission to go into singing or yeah, go into music. Yeah, because again, like I said, it, it all happened for a reason in my life. Because I'm gonna always make something out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and see the lesson in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put your ego aside and be like, well, what is this telling me? That's and right. what am I supposed to be learning from this? And I always like to face the harsh truth and yeah. be real with myself. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just use that as to motivation. I was like, you know what? So that was one of the things that, you know, start going into me just being like, you know, what music is where I need to go ahead and start really pursuing. So where does Sister Act come in? Because you got, listen, you brought up Whippy. Well, well, remember when you when you had said, um, what was that uh, that thing, like when I was in school? Oh, yes, That kind of yes. like, you know, so I, like I said, I was watching that. And when she said, like, if, if that's all you can think about is singing, then you need to sing. And so that's what I was saying. That's like, when it was I like, watched yep. that. I'm like, yeah, this is You're all right. I can think about. <laughs> so this is what I need to be doing. And that's why I was like, school is not for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, we got to give a shout out to Whippy. So come on now. It's, Black Classics. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing like it. It's just a, it's just a classic. <laughs> and Lauren Hill, I mean, oh, come she on killed now. it. And I sing. She killed it. Okay, his she, eyes on the sparrow. Yeah, no, she did an amazing job. So, okay, so we're we, you know, we're at the show. We get rejected because we present, yes. maybe not favorably, Correct. right? But that's subjective. Yeah. Oh, it definitely. Yeah. And you move into music. Yes. Like so, full time, essentially, because now you're not in school. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. So. um let me see, that was that year. So when 2014 came, this is when I officially left school in the summer. So I got a job at Plato's Closet. Shout out to Plato's Closet, my Woo-hoo. fam, North Jewel Hills and Briarcliff Rose, the best one in the city. Um, I worked there for four years, but it's so funny because the only reason why I went there is because I had really wanted these, um, <laughs> I had really wanted these sneaker platforms, yeah. like the, the, the high platforms. And so, um, and I found the store that had them. So I'm like, I need some extra money. So I went there and took like a garbage bag of clothes and, you know, sold the stuff to get these shoes. So um, while I was there, they uh, one of the uh, one of the employees who was still a good, I'm a, still a good friend with to this day. All of them are like my family. Um, I remember she said like, uh-uh, you looking for a job? And uh, I'm like, yeah. And, you know, so I applied and the rest is history. But so, Mancha, you weren't looking for a job. You just wanted to turn your bag of clothes in, right? Well, initially, yes. Okay. But when I came, when I came in, I mean, I was like, yeah, it spoke to you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? I, yeah, I do need a job, you know. <laughs> but I didn't go there thinking I wanted to sure. work there. Yeah, you just wanted but to shoot. But it shoes. worked out perfect. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> what's it? Let's give her a shout out. And it's so funny because, um, oh, uh, that was my studsman, um, LJ. So LJ. shout out to LJ. Okay, yes. studsman. <laughs> my studsman. Okay, so so one thing so, on the show you have to you have to explain because a lot of us yes, don't know. So yeah. so studsman. Stud, uh-huh. So my studsman, you know, as you know, like in the LGBT community, um, you know, they call um, you know, some lesbians are referred to as studs, mm-hmm. you know, so um, so 
she's my studs been because we all we always kind of had like this like flirty like you know relationship yeah. like where it's, it's definitely friends you were like but office mates right it, exactly um, like you know how you got like your, your work husband work exactly. wife exactly yeah. so, but she was my instead of husband she was my studs been so then what, what would you what would what would, what were you to her what's the term um well um I didn't. Well, I didn't have a term. She only. I only called her that. You know oh, what I'm saying. Okay. But but she didn't have nothing in that term. But we did have like nicknames like Popo and Chacho. <laughs> so that was another one of our uh, our little like nicknames we have for each other. All right, so, LJ. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Shout out to my boo. Um, so we're still really good friends yeah. to this day. Um, and so um, it's so funny because when I was there, um, one of the workers was a producer. Mm. So um, and an engineer. And so. I'll be damned. Um, I'm like, this is right on time because not only was he, uh, I start, see, so at this point, because even before I started doing music, I was still telling people like, yo, I'm doing music, I'm gonna be hot, I'm telling you, like, I would still be speaking it um, at this point, you know, especially when we leaving school, because like now I'm like, my MO is like, I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to really start you getting up to You have to kill it this. at this point, right? Because you're no longer in school. Exactly. Yeah, so, so you have to do something that's gonna make up yes, for that. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, perfect. I'm at school. I'm doing my thing. I mean, not school. I'm at uh, work, you know, so now I've got my income coming in. So like, you know, eventually I got my, you know, my first place here in Atlanta and, um, and it just, it's just funny that the engineer and my coworker, who was the engineer and the producer, he lived across the street at that time from the job. Yeah. And um, it was just perfect because this, he's still my engineer to this day. Oh, shout out wow. to Curtis. All uh, right, Tis Curtis. 113. Um, shout out to Dopamine. Um, that is, uh, he's one. He's a uh, part of a, a duo. Um, okay. Him and uh, Brandon Knox. So we're all really cool. We've uh, done a couple songs together, like um, videos. And, um, it, so from there I started recording like as soon as I started getting my money coming in I started recording my first songs yeah. or whatever and it was just so it, it was so amazing to like it was like oh my god I'm really finally, finally right? doing like again I had been writing for two and three years you know what I mean like in my notebooks not really you know again essentially not nobody seeing what I can do or whatever so it was like a show and prove thing but the fact that I was finally doing like it was some of these beats I had for three years and I'm just like thinking just of it so, in so, you, so right? the fact that I'm actually recording and it was like so fun and just so mind blowing. So um, every every check, I was over there recording. <laughs> just blowing a check on recording yeah. sessions. I love it. And, and that's what you have to do, right? Like oh, you, yes. it's you are your investor. Absolutely. You are your number one investment. Exactly. And right? to be honest, I mean it's all about budgeting too. I mean, you know, sometimes it's not that expensive. It's just a matter of just budgeting and just knowing what you really want to. If you do got to go broke, what you want to go broke for? <laughs> you know what I mean? So and that was one thing I was always willing to with myself. You yeah. know, in my in my um, in my dream. So, what was your first, the first track that you recur recorded with Curtis? If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was my song called I Live. Um, and it's so funny, the full title is I Live, Paris is Still Burning. In, in quotations, the Paris is, is yeah, still burning. You're making reference to, it's, yeah. Um, it's because, oh my God, like you have to see the music video. I'm gonna I'm, I'm make sure you see that later. But, um, that was my first song that I recorded, and it's so funny because that also ended up being uh, one of like uh, one of my popular tracks. Like when I first came out, that people had really liked, and um, you know, because it has like a house beat, it's very like you know, vogue, you know, that type of vibe. And um, the reason why I called it Paris is still burning because again, at this point, I, like I told you, you know, I'm still very heavily influenced, and like you know, like I'm the type of person where I'm, I'm all for the underdog, and I'm all for um, like. Some of their stories, like in the in the film, you know what I mean. Like they touched me so much that it's like subconsciously I think I like took, the, like, 
their pain not necessarily their pain but their you started to share i don't know what word i want to even use but it's like i'm like you know what i'm gonna be that for them i want to i want to be the person you know i want to carry the torch i want to keep promise, i want right? to you know what yeah. i mean i want to keep the the mission that they had alive yeah. and just be fearless and just be in your face and just not give a damn you know what i'm saying and um and so um that was just an old you know saying to them you know what i'm saying and um that was the first song um that i recorded yeah. so um and i have an amazing video that goes with it that's so dope i start off in the video like watching paris is burning and it's like i'm like looking at it like i'm at work and it's like montre like come on get to work but i'm just like staring at the, at the laptop watching the video and like it fades off into a dream like and now i'm like living my life you yeah. know what i mean so it's like watching them live their life and yeah. then i you know it's essentially like the story of my journey in a way I love like, it yeah so yeah yeah that's pretty awesome shout out to LJ right yes shout out to Curtis yes yeah and dopamine yeah to do it. yeah I got it you know I'm, I, I listen I'm teachable <laughs> Um, so your first track was off the chain. I'd love to see that video. And where yes. can people find that? Where can, can people find the track and the video? Yeah, so the track is actually on my SoundCloud. Um, and the video, I really prefer um, you guys to see the video and see the full story. It's um, it's on YouTube. So it's my on YouTube, YouTube okay. uh, Montre Official. So yeah. M-O-N-T-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Yes. There's no Y. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so... You have confirmed your thesis, yes. right? I'm sorry, your hypothesis. Yes. That if I just did it, I'm going to do well at it. If mm -hmm. I just commit to singing, mm -hmm. right? If I don't have these other distractions and responsibilities mm -hmm. and can commit to singing, exactly. I would be, I'm sorry, rapping, no, good, I would be successful. Yes. Right? Um, so how long have you been? What year was this for you? So that was... That was 2014 when I started finally recording everything. And I have to tell this story really yeah. quick because um, this is also a, if not, this was the straw that broke the camel's back okay. um, in a great way. You know, with me like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So um, there was this artist named Sherea J. She was uh, Missy Elliott's uh, artist around that time. Uh, uh, she was bringing her up. And um, even back when I was in Toledo, you know, this is one of them. When I said I was on YouTube watching people and stuff like that, she was one of those people that I was watching. You know what I'm saying? She was so dope. She had this blue, like, Gumby high top, like, was so bold and colorful, like, like just everything that I loved about pop culture and just everything. She was that, you know? And I'm like, she's one of those people that made me realize, like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's people out there who literally think like I think. So all I need to do is just go do me. You know what I mean? And so... Um, it's so funny because I had actually auditioned for her as a dancer in 2014, but I didn't get it then. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, they'll see me again, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I know some days you have bad days, but I know I ain't like whack. You know, I <laughs> know I ain't good. You know, some days it's just, you know, and, any, and, and even with that audition, you know, um, it was real rushed. It, like, my friend was like, hey, get here now. We in line for the audition. Like, it was like, so rushed. I threw anything on, like, so I was already frazzled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was what it was. But kid you not a few months later um i was working at play-dohs i was at work and um my best friend called me and he was like um he was like um Sharia is having a video release party tonight like let's go i'm like oh my god it was literally probably like eight o'clock at that point it was raining i was broke i was like 
you know, I'm like, he was like, well, this is a freebie for 10. I'm like, well, I got to get there before that 10. <laughs> and though, but I was supposed to get, not get off of work till like nine something. So I'm like, how is this going to work? So thank God, my, my managers always, uh, they knew what I want, what I did. So they let me do stuff like that, like leave early sometimes because they knew what I wanted to do and how hard I was going because they would come to my shows and stuff too. So I ran home. I mean, I tore my room up getting ready when i tell you i, I had to because i had to like shave and stuff first then do my makeup in here and throw an outfit together but the outfit was slayed and everything so i'm like let's go so we get to the um lounge or whatever and um it's so funny the video that i had auditioned for this was the video release of it okay. or whatever so i knew a lot of the dancers that was there because they, they were in the crowd because they were in the video so it's funny because um we were in there you know we were dancing and so um she performed and when i seen her perform and when i and she released her video i kid you not like i it had brought tears to my eyes because like i was seeing her perform it just confirmed for me that this is what i want to do like just the feeling that i got from it and just seeing it and i'm like this is what i want to do like i know it like any questions i had any like any doubts any fear i know this is what i want to do and then the video which is so dope and it just literally touched me like so much and so like you know that was literally the tip that, that was the point of, of me like saying like okay I'm ready to do this and then a couple weeks after that I was in the studio recording the oh, Ali, wow. the Ali Paris is burning Look so that. that was the thing that really kicked it to where I'm like no I got to on yeah. my next check I'm in the studio yeah yeah so yeah so shout out to Sharia J um I've told her this story um because we we uh, uh, and I'll say that for another time but um me and her end up getting cool later down the line to where you know um it was just a full circle moment and this is somebody again I was watching on YouTube who inspired me so the fact that we crossed paths and we actually you know related and, and end up you know um um being cool I, I actually got to perform for her one time and everything you know what I mean so it was such a full circle moment but she was really important you know in me just really being like you know what I know this is what I want to do so yeah that was that was the turning point like all of, yep 2014 so That's since amazing. 2014 once that started I've just been um I was still doing dance and I was still doing like showcases and stuff like that because I still love to dance you know what I'm saying and I was still even going to auditions here and there you know what I'm saying but slowly I started fading out of the dancing and was like okay I want to just give my all to doing yeah. the music you yeah. know what I'm saying so okay yeah we got so much more to go right because yeah, yes. I, I we, we <laughs> you know when we spoke with Glamo, you know ballroom culture in Atlanta yes just protected him mm -hmm. and provided for him what he'd been needing at yeah. that time and he continues to to give respect to the ballroom here Absolutely. in Atlanta um, and and the mentors within the ballroom, mm -hmm. right? What, what was your ballroom moment? Do you remember your first day, the first introduction? So, well, my first introduction was um, was Paris is Burning. Mm -hmm. um, when I told you I had watched that as a as a teenager, and then also um, also Vogue and, uh, was very like when you like when Laomi and all these people was coming out, and you know everybody wanted to vote. You know we would always be on YouTube watching like the different you know people at that time who was coming up, who was hot on YouTube. You know, so that was my first introduction, just seeing it and wanting to vote. So you were aware of it prior to Paris is Burning. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You were aware because, of it in, in Ohio, um, but maybe didn't have words on it oh, or yeah, you didn't have enough color to add to it well number one it, like in a small city like Toledo you're not gonna have a house you yeah. know what I mean because even with the house of Adonis 
that wasn't a, a ballroom house. Right, that it was, was a dance house. It was, that was just a, mm-hmm. yeah. But in terms of like an actual house, you probably would have had to go to like maybe Columbus, I want to say, or Chicago. Um, Chicago, like bigger cities are usually where the the houses are really at. You know what I mean? Um, so educate the audience a bit when you say yes. the house. So houses are um, essentially, you know, in the ballroom scene, houses are, if you will. They're not a gang, but in, but think of it in that way, like like you know, a sorority house, like a sorority or, type. Okay. Of, yeah, exactly. It's so um, houses are you know back in the um, in the eighties, you know, say in the nineties, you know, um, even though you know being gay is way more accepted now, you know, what I'm saying back then, you know, especially being black, you know, this is the era of getting kicked out, getting disowned, you know, by your parents just for being gay. So when these kids, these young kids, some like young, they could be 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, they would get kicked out on the streets, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So in the ballroom scene, you know, they had these houses where um, parents uh, took them in. Now the house parents aren't, you know, their biological parents, but they're the parents of the house. They're the people, like, they're usually like um, older, you mm-hmm. know, people in the in the scene mm-hmm. who, you know, takes care of, you know, um, the different, um, you know, the youth who they mm-hmm. take in. You know, they mm-hmm. usually provide them with a place to stay and food to eat and, you know, and just guide them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. success. And then um, they all, you know, will walk the balls or whatever. So that's why you have like different houses, like, you know, you could have the house of Chanel, the house of Revlon, you know, back then it was the house of LaBeja. You, I mean, there was the house of Pendavis there was so so many houses and there still are and, and most of these houses are still alive and running you know but they're different chapters there's some in new york mm-hmm. there's some in atlanta there's some in chicago la you know but they're just different chapters mm-hmm. just like you may have a uh, aka mm-hmm. but it's in different cities mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's essentially was the purpose of the houses you know what i'm saying just um being a place where you know young abandoned lgbt youth could come and essentially still have that have parent place. figure mm-hmm. you know and have guidance and have you know um that outlet to be themselves you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying because it was really bad back then you know mm-hmm. with getting kicked out and getting yeah. disowned and like really frowned upon so those were really you know important back then you know what i mean uh, okay okay yeah so oh go ahead no go ahead i was i know you're about to tell me that day one. Oh yeah. yeah so so my so for me i've never um i've never belonged to a house um i've had definitely have had opportunities but i haven't um i have never joined just yet just because i have my own reservations because one i got so much going on as an artist you know saying number one and number two i I love the art so much i didn't want to get necessarily caught up in the the um the competitive aspect in terms of like you may be on a house and they may not be cool with another house so they don't want you talking to them you know what i'm saying or we may not be going to that ball because we don't we're not cool with that house that's throwing it so i think for me i would rather have enjoyed it and be inspired by it but not be involved in the, the sure. you know what I mean mm-hmm. but um, the politics of it and that was me younger you know what I'm saying I think now I definitely would be open for it regardless of what comes because you gotta take the good with the bad and anything you know what I mean so um, but I've always been inspired, you know, by the ballroom scene, like, since I was first introduced to it. Like I said, with when I was first introduced to Vogue, and, you know, once, like, a group of me and my friends, we would go to um, one of our houses that had a living room, and we would just be voguing against each other, like, just going ham. And so we really learned from watching YouTube, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and watching the people who were actually walking the balls, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so um, that's how we got our, you know, got off on our, you know, wanting to do it and stuff like that. And so eventually... Um, when I moved to Atlanta, you know, I've definitely attended balls. I've definitely, um, I've walked a couple of balls, you know what I'm saying? Um, and um, 
And so I've always been around it and in it. And, you know, I actually want to tell this full circle story moment, too. Um, so the picture, and this will be perfect. Yeah. Because how we, this whole interview even sparked up, the picture that you that you found. So a few years ago, 2018, Red Bull did this um, this show, uh, this, this uh, event called uh, ATL Was Burning. The ATL Was Burning Ball. Let me tell you, this was literally one of the best nights of my life for many reasons. Um, at this point, 2018, I have been pursuing music. So I t when we just left off, it was 2014. So this is now mm -hmm. four years have passed. And, you know, slowly but surely, you know, I, I was getting my just due and I was, you know, making a name for myself, you know, and doing a lot of different things around the city, a couple of the pride events and, you know, different stuff, clubs and ch shutting it all down, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, you know, um, but it goes to show you how it's always that one night when everything comes uh, together. Aligns. Yeah. And so... I prepare for the show like I prepare for any of my shows. Like, I came with my dancers. Um, shout out to all my dancers, any of my friends who ever came through for me through dancing and just looking out for me. Because, you know, um, a lot of times it's, it's hard being an independent artist, you know what I mean? And a lot of times they came through for me out of the love mm -hmm. and just of what I was doing and just wanting to dance and share that moment with me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I thank them so much for that because I couldn't have did it without them. So, um, so 2018, at, at this show... Um, first of all, so many ballroom people was there. It was a it was a ball and a showcase mixed together. Mm -hmm. So you had artists performing, a lot of them who were you know in the LGBT community, you know what I'm saying. But then you also had uh, we had a they had a ball at the end. So it was so amazing because um, you had people like Leomi uh, Maldonado. I don't know if you. Um, if we, Whoever's listening, if you're familiar with her, she's one of the uh, judges on um, the show Legendary, which is a, a, a house competition, which I think yes. you would love. Um, mm -hmm. So she's one of the hosts on there. She's the only host um, or judge. Sorry, because the host is actually from Ballroom, too, Deshaun. But um, Laomi is um, the only judge that's from Ballroom, and she is absolutely amazing. Um, she's one of those people that we watched growing up and just, you know... Um, you know was inspired by and she's went on to do amazing things like she's been in the rihanna you know fenty fashion show she's been in nike ads and different stuff so she's really done a lot for the culture but people like her was there you had um you had andre mizrahi there Ooh. you know he's the father of the house of mizrahi a very popular house um you had people from polls there because a lot of uh around, this was 2018 so this was right in the neck the nick of um Pose just being popular, you mm -hmm. know, like the, in the uh, Pose is a TV show. The, the TV show, mm -hmm. yeah. So, some of a lot of those actors and actresses were there, and it was so many people in the in that you know that were just in the community that was there. So it's funny how the very thing like that, one of the things that inspired, excuse me, that inspired me. It was just all together in one. It's like yeah. you had the ballroom, you had the ball at the end, but then you had the showcase. So it's like. I'm doing my music. I'm around the ballroom stuff. I'm doing, and I did live in my life. And um, I had my girl V Vogue down. Uh, she shut it absolutely down because um, she danced with me as well. But she also, um, she's competed in the latex ball, which is the biggest ball in the world. It's held every uh, year in the month of June, the uh, Pride Month in New York. Um, and she's she had walked that before, so she people know her in the Vogue room, uh, Vogue scene too. And she's a um, biological woman, cisgender, but uh, but she competed in the women's category, and she's amazing. Um, so um, so yeah, um, that night was just amazing because 
I never expected to get, you know, what I got from that. Um, I performed like I always do, but at that time I had just released, um, that was my first time performing my new song, 2002, that I had never performed before. That was my first time premiering it, and it was like an old to the 2000s or early 2000s, because I was really inspired by that era at that time. That was my childhood. So when that dropped, the building went crazy. And it was a it was at the Georgia Fry Depot. It was a packed house. Yeah. And you know, I guess I I didn't anticipate what was to come. I just knew I was like, it's a Red Bull event. And <laughs> shout out to Red Bull because they know how to throw. They, they know will, how to put on a party. They will put on an event. If I could ever get them as a sponsor, <laughs> I'm telling you, like they will have your events yeah. so live. So um, so um, this is where um the next day my the whole night. People were just pulling me like, oh, my God, you, you know, you killed it. But the next day, um, I got a DM from Paper Magazine. So I got a, like, that's, that was my first, like, major, like, publication um, or feature in a, in a magazine. And Paper Magazine is really big, especially amongst, like, you know, the artists, like, like celebrities be on this cover. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... The fact that they reached out to me, it was just such a full circle it's moment. Because, and like, right? So the picture that you seen, like, I remember one of my pictures was end up being in Vogue. Um, uh, that covered because so many outlets covered the event. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was on Red Bull. Um, they did an interview um, about the ballroom scene, and I was featured in that video. It was so much, yeah. and I think the picture that you seen was um, from ID. Which is another um, a popular, like, you know, online. Um, um, I don't know if they have a magazine, but I know that they're an outlet, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and talk about, you know, um, different stuff going on, in, you know, within artists and music and fashion and stuff like that. So, um, and alternative, you know, um, things. So, um, yeah, it was that was an amazing night, but it's just so ironic that it yeah. was called ATL was burning. And it just couldn't have been better because it was all of that. Like, like I said, it was ballroom icons that were there, the judges, the commentators, like they were all there. And so it was fun to just, you know, do what I came to do in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just like I said how I came to do what I did but I still was wasn't necessarily in the you know the ballroom which is oh Diwali was there um mm, yeah so he was there that's what I'm saying Eric, the who's who was there that was one of them things like if you missed it you you, you missed quite you heard that. about it yeah. yeah people was like mad they, they, they didn't come so oh, wow it was so dope it was yeah. so dope so I definitely want to tell that story because that's how this conversation even struck up from that picture but yep. that's where this event derived that's where that came from so so present day what projects are you working on oh yes um so <laughs> i just got off i would say i'm coming out of kind of like a um just a just a, a recharge uh, you know like um i had been soon as I, like i said when i started as you can see when i was 20 i was doing so much um just constantly keeping myself in something just just you know just chasing my dreams yeah, you know what i mean yeah. but around 2019 i started getting a little burnt out um and um something spiritually was just telling me to just just rest mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'll be you know right after that the pandemic mm -hmm. slowly came and it's yeah. funny because i always feel like i'm two steps ahead of the um like the world mm -hmm. because of just being just you know just really in tune spiritually and like you know then the pandemic came so we really had no choice but mm -hmm. to rest mm -hmm. so you know um i got to finally just do some very very deep reflecting yeah just looking back over my life and just remembering those moments of just having intuitions and not understanding why but now understanding why and just you know um just yeah just deeply reflecting just deeply just just 
being thankful for everything, just being grateful for what I accomplished thus far. Because, you know, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself and feel like, well, I haven't done this yet or I want to do this or I'm not here yet. But, you know, just for me coming from Toledo and, you know, doing this off of sheer just passion and determination you know because there was nobody telling me like Montre get up like you gotta do that it was just me right like no one gave you the playbook yeah I'm just I'm just out here like just trying to get involved in what you know was an outlet for me and you know just networking and just you know just being amongst that and it just you know I just was appreciating just because I could have had none of this you know I couldn't accomplish none of this so you know um so anyway you know Again, I'm, I'm coming out of that phase and like right now, um, I am working on some new music. Yeah. Um, I actually, well, the music is actually already done, um, but now I'm just gearing up for like the release of it, you know, and just slowly rolling it out. So I'm so excited because, you know, the, um, the last few months, you know, um, I've just been networking and keeping my face in the place. But now, you know, I'm... Uh, about to start working on like um my next music videos like my project you know what i'm saying and just rolling everything out so i'm really excited for the fall because um i just feel like it's time for yeah. you know my to get back on the scene you know i've done a lot and um you know i i, I did my resting and my healing and you know i'm still healing it's never a, you know that's an ongoing thing but yeah. i feel like i'm ready to step back um I'm ready, I'm ready to step back in the ring. Yeah. That may have been a shameless plug. <laughs> that yeah, remember that. Step in the ring. So um, yes. So um so yeah, I'm literally gearing up for that right now. That's I'm about amazing. to start working on I'm about to go into rehearsals and start working on um that project. Um and so by the time this come out, you know, um, I'll either be about to release the video or it could be about to come out in, okay. a, in, a, in a couple of weeks after that. So um, I'm really looking forward to it because, again, it's been a lot of just like, again, just being at the drawing board. Cause yeah. In conjunction with healing and all that stuff, too, I also had to step back and learn, you know, that this is a business. You know what I mean? And even though, you know, I don't want to be too practical, you know what I'm saying, because it does take the fun out of it, but you do still have to meet it halfway. Yeah. And so now I feel like I won't get burnt out as much because I'm working smarter, not harder. Yeah. So instead of me do, wait, wasting this much energy doing this, I know I need to do it over here yeah. now or do it this way yeah. or with these people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I put my all into it. You know yeah. what I mean? So now I'm just ready to get back out there with me knowing better on a lot of things and just seeing what comes from it. Because if I can accomplish what I did, you know, just going now yeah. that I know I'm a little smarter, you know. and Imagine uh, what you could do. What, wow. Yeah, now. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And yeah, so stay tuned for more life, more music, more videos, more live performances. Yeah. And all that is coming up really soon. And again, if you're looking for Montre, it's Montre Official on everything. Yes, Montre Official. Follow me. I respond back. I'm not that person who don't respond you're back to comments. Guy. or yeah. like, I, 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 like, I always tell people, like, I'm not a celebrity. Like, yeah. I'm a guy who's talented and my talents is, will take me places you yeah. know what i'm saying but i'm not i'm not doing this to be a celebrity or like because i do this for the people i do this for the people like working jobs and just feeling like oh my god like you know am i good enough like because some people would be surprised like some of the stuff that i've done and like you know that i do still work and stuff like that but i'm just an honest person like mm -hmm. You know, who said that being an artist means you ain't, ain't working a job? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm I'm doing what I got to do because, you know, guess what? Mm. They ain't going to pay my bills. <laughs> who who got, who have, you know what I'm saying? So, and I've always been such a go-getter. It's like, no, I know I want to shoot a music video, so I need to go be making some money. Yeah. I ain't about to wait for somebody to give me some money yeah. so I can go do it. Like, no, I'm going to do it for myself. So, I always want to be that person who shows that the everyday person. 
um, you know, just show the everyday person that, hey, if you want to do it, you can do it. You just got to be determined, be passionate and, you know, just um, just put your all into it. That's amazing. Montre, it's been such a pleasure to get this to know you so, at this level. Yes. Thank I know, you for being we've, available. We've always um, seen, like I said, we've known each other for like a few years now. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's so funny how this came about. But I'm glad we got to like, just talk on this level. This was therapeutic for me. Oh, good. And I loved it. I, I feel like a weight been lifted off. You know, just <laughs> I just, I love sharing my story. Because again, you know, I just want to be an inspiration. And just like that person who's just trying so hard. And it just seems so hard. I want them to know that you can do anything that you want to do you may have yeah. to slow down you may have to you know um you know re you know um restructure your foundation and your approach but it's okay to do that but yeah. you can keep going and yeah. and to keep going yeah you know what i mean so yeah thanks montre and again thank you for joining the small talk Begins podcast with your host Nishair. you've had an opportunity to meet montre i'll see you on the other side yes. wraps up another episode of small talk big names on behalf of myself and the entire crew thank you so much for listening and join us next week for another exciting episode of small talk big names with your host niger